Hey! Thanks. It's my pleasure. Is that the day the elephant in the room? Hey! Hey! Shall we start with the elephant in the room? Let's introduce ourselves first. Okay, I'm Alistair. And I'm Dan. And we're watching The Simpsons. Episode by episodes. In our podcast, Digest My Shorts. Yeah, until we can't bother. Yeah. Yeah. Great, that done. Um, what did we watch today? Principal Charming. Good title. Is it a reference? Prince Charming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more of a pun than a reference, but yeah. That old classic. That old classic. Fairy tale, Prince Charming. Uh, so, in 25 seconds, would you like to tell us why it was called Principal Charming? Um, Marge's sister, Selma is feeling lonely in her 40s and Homer tries to set up with Principal Seymour Skinner uh, who falls for her twin sister Patty mm-hmm. and then after a, a few dates Seymour asks her to marry him and she says no because she's a twin yeah. which doesn't bode well it's not a good message to for twins is it? Well, I think you will always be alone I'm tempted to think that's more of an excuse that she felt bad about leaving her sister who was initially interested. It was more of an excuse than a... wasn't the whole reason. No, but I thought it was a bit unfair on both of them. Yeah, absolutely. denied happiness. Yeah, it's not one of those things which happens in real life, it only happens in stories. Nevertheless, I thought a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Totally solid. Um, the best part for me, I mean, not best individual gag, but best sequence, was um, Marge convinces Homer that he has to find a boyfriend for Selma. And so he is going around, and every man he sees, he has this Terminator vision of pros and cons of, of why they're big. But it's just really nice. I mean, the, again, same as the episode where we had Harvey Firestein, the kind of joke of it being a heterosexual guy looking at men in that way. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because he's straight. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it when he looked at uh, a stranger. Mm-hmm. It was like, cons, complete stranger. <laughs> yeah. Pros. Good stride. Yes. That's um, what, what you want from a good partner, don't you? A strong saw, stride. He saw a Marlborough man um, billboard. And it was like, pros, question mark, question mark, question mark, cons, just a sign. <laughs> it was really funny. A really, a really nicely observed episode. Um, when he looked at Principal Seymour Skinner, uh, cons, possible homosexual. Yeah. Which is a good callback. It was a callback quite, to... to quite, a quite, quite a weak joke. At first I was like, Oh, that was a bit of a bit of a cheap shot, yeah. but then the callback was totally worth it. So yeah, and that was um, uh, Bart um, used sodium tetrasulfate to burn the word Bart into the school lawn, and so they had to call Homer in. So he phoned Moe's Tavern and said, "I'm looking for Homer, homosexual." That's that's the yeah thing. yeah. Um, that was good. It was really good. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm flowed nicely there were no dud scenes yeah um, everything was relevant to the story the scriptwriter um gave the school a bell tower and they decided to make <laughs> it the bell tower from vertigo there's a weird scene where it all twists and stuff which is straight from vertigo if you've ever seen it i still not seen vertigo quite a good hitchcock film it's on my list yeah i've seen, I've seen a couple of hitchcocks and i imagine once i start going through them properly i'll be like oh a lot of Simpsons references here. Yeah, yeah, completely. I think once you've got the birds, rope, uh, psycho, 
and North by Northwest out of the way. How about Rear Window? Oh gosh, and Rear Window. That's yeah. what I've, I've seen. Rear Window. That's the thing is there are so many good Hitchcock films mm. that you can afford to leave Vertigo. Really? Yeah. Well, because it's good, but I mean, you know, it's not as good. Well, there are so many good. Ones. North by Northwest has a mm-hmm. uh, Cary Grant, right? Yeah. Bristol Lads. Really? Done good. Ah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I think he had a, an ill mother, and even at the height of his fame in Hollywood, he would always come back and see her. Oh, that's sweet. Whereas, yeah, neither of us would. No. <laughs> um, really early on, I confessed that I couldn't tell the difference between Patty and Selma. And immediately afterwards, they made a joke about that same fact. And luckily for us, they, uh, Selma was wearing a pair of earrings in the shape of an S. Yes. Which yeah. made it... Yeah. A lot easier. And she is the one with uh, hair shaped like buttocks. Yeah. Rather than a balloon. Mm. Who's, which one's the, the gay one? They said that Patty, well, they uh, implied that she was asexual. But later on, oh, is it? one of them comes out. Well, I don't know. I, I never saw one. that. Okay. But I would presume with... Well, that's the thing is, if you are a woman and you're not interested in men, then it is inferred that you are gay. But in this, they specifically said she didn't like being touched. She seemed not interested in relationships generally. That was right. Patty, wasn't it? That yeah. was Patty. So I don't know because, but it depends what right you have as to mm. what what their character their characters are. Yeah, but I know later yeah. on, like past the golden age of Simpsons. Yeah. Um, one of them does come out. Makes sense. I can't remember which one is. Yeah. Shame she doesn't come out as asexual. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um. But Marge describes Selma as the one who likes Police Academy movies and walks on clear autumn days, which I quite like. Um, and then Patty is the one who doesn't like being touched. Mm. I quite like it. There were lots of little jokes. It's funny that we I don't seem to have more notes. I just sat and enjoyed the episode. Yeah, it was. there was like no amazing standout bit. So there was no mm. like scene stealer. Yeah. But the whole episode was just really strong. Yeah, um, except as you quite rightly say, the, the kind of politics of, I don't know, there, there isn't any honour in turning down, a, 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 it was a wedding proposal in the end, Yes, there's no honour in to, to make your lonely sister happier, that's actually... That's very, that's a, very it's, unhealthy. Yeah, really unhealthy, that's the best word for it. So that's, yeah, that, that was a real shame, but it makes for a good story. It's that and it's, it's the classic reset button, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's got to be, yeah, good by next week. In its place for next week. Um, So, did you have... uh, Did you have a favourite gag? Um, I did, but I... Well, I don't remember. I didn't... Didn't write it down. Um, You know, there were just a lot... It was nice, snappy dialogue all the way through. But I know... Actually, yes, you must have, because there was something which I remember you laughing at, and I thought, well, you're going to write that down, so I won't. That was quite early on. Mm -hmm. Um... We had quite a, a belchy, belchy beginning. Yeah. Because I, I did a burp before we started watching. Mm-hmm. And then Bart's chalkboard gag was about burping the national anthem. I shall not all. Yeah. And then the opening scene is a Homer on the phone to Barney. Uh, Barney's describing a, a brilliant barbecue joint that's opened up in Springfield. All you can eat. All you can eat barbecue. Mm-hmm. And Homer says... Wow, that sounds like my idea of heaven. And then Barney burps down the phone. 
and I really liked that. It was pretty good. I think, like a good yes. the, well, the animation of you know Homer looking slightly disgusted but not overplayed. Oh, yeah. oh it's not. How good was Barney in this episode? I would give him six out of ten. Yeah, I, there are better Barneys. I don't know. But he likes his, he I like his suit. Oh yes, ah yes. At the end, for a date. to try and make up for it for for uh, for um Pat, no for Selma. Yeah, yeah. They invite, and he is beautifully drawn. He has his shirt coming out of his zipper, and his tie is like completely askew. I think there are flies around him. And... <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah. Really well done. I d- I do remember my favorite gag. Yeah. Which was uh so, Principal Skinner uh is turned down. And um, he's there, and there's this blood red sky with clouds in it, and he's just like, "No!" And then he looks up, and because the school has gone to chaos while he's been happy, um, it says Bart Simpson, owner and proprietor, <laughs> on the school sign. And he goes, "Bart Simpson, I'll get my own back. Tomorrow is another school day." I actually made a note of that. Mm-hmm. That's shot. Yeah. Um, wasn't my favorite gag. But it was my favourite scene. Yes, it was. It, it was, was really nicely good. done. Yeah. Um, and proprietor like, was spelt wrong. Oh, really? It, it, which was just kind of quite nice because it's Bart, you know. Yeah. Um, no, like the silhouetted Skinner against that blood red sky, really nicely done. And yeah. Quite like a genuine heart. I felt really bad for him. He had like yeah. a quite heart wrenching cry on the school steps, and then he stands <laughs> up all defiant and. So it's it's tomorrow's a, another school day. That's what you want—the dark moment of the soul, and then the kind yeah. of things will be better in the future. I, yes, a really nice little scene. I thought. I Selma made me sad at the beginning when she's just feeling depressed and doesn't know what she's going to do about it. It was mm. genuinely, you know, slightly moving. You yes. Know, 0.2 on the moving Richter scale. Um, but just yeah, the whole thing was nicely done and observed. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So I think we've got a couple more points, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. that's quite early. Um, so do you want to do your elephant in the room? There was one, which is a shame. Uh, and that was that there's a, a scene where Selma is sat on the sofa. I don't know what she's doing. Looking through photos? She's cutting like coupons. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Um, and she's wearing, like, she's actually wearing, I think it's um, like a police sweatsuit. Yeah. But um, she's really, really skinny in just that one outfit. Which is really bizarre. Grey is her colour. Yeah. Whereas um, there, are, there's a wonderful shot of Patty earlier wearing like a light summer dress, and it, she looks grotesque. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, yeah. Um, I noticed that they went to see the premiere of Space Mutants Five. Oh yes. I'm pretty sure Bart went to see Space Mutants Five back in um, the Telltale Head. Is that so what he, he, snuck he into. got a four-fingered discount into? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a real shame. I know, right? They've ruined the episode for me. Oh, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to, to look that up, just in case you're wrong. And it's for, because yeah. also, in this one, they had it set in Australia for no reason other than, I guess, they they were kind of thinking when you have five-part well, film. The big know. alien had a pouch with a baby alien in it. Yes. I yeah. thought that would have been your favourite gag. Yeah. I don't know. It was a bit cheap. It made me laugh. You laughed. But it was it was a bit cheap. Yeah. But I no, I'd be, I'd be interested to know whether that's whether that's the case. All right, we'll look that up in a bit. Yeah. No, we won't. Never research. We'll just never. We'll, we'll wonder about it, and we'll never know. Well, yeah, we'll definitely look that. And not that we won't look it up out of any kind of principle. We'll just forget. Yeah. Exactly right. So. Yes. Yeah, if you want to 
tell us on the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever it is. Yeah. I also wrote down PDA. Who who did public displays of affection? Oh, um, Patty and Salma's work colleagues. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was really fun. Really coy with their hands on and each other's like kissing each other's hands. Yes, yeah, they like, save it for the honeymoon. Yeah, Patty and Selma made a joke about how gross they were, and it cut across to them, and it was just really lovely and coy. No, I I, I liked that as well. But I, I should have made better notes. You should have done. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go away and watch another film. 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 No. no. Uh, which episode is this? We. Do um, it's the one with Homer's brother, starring Danny DeVito. Should a be good. star, so I can understand the film and TV yeah, show mix up. So hopefully that'll be just as good and we'll have a, a double... Double whammy. Yeah. All right. Um, see you soon. See you later. And we're back in the room. Boom. So, uh, we watched with Danny DeVito guest starring in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, he was in the episode. He wasn't here. Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. But I still enjoyed his company, remote it was, as it was. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. So would you like to explain what happened? I, th- I did the last I, one. I gave you, I gave you plenty of, of t- uh, you know, chance to jump in. Oh, All right, fair enough. Um, uh, Adam McBain film. Grandpa Simpson gets overexcited and has arrhythmia. And thinking he's on his deathbed, he tells Homer that um, he's got a bastard half-brother uh, who was put up for adoption. And he promised never to tell them. And so Homer goes to find him, and it is Danny DeVito. He looks exactly the same as Homer, but thinner with hair, and he is very, very successful in the automobile industry. Uh, eventually, he... Are you, are you doing this badly on purpose, just so I won't ask you again? Yes. Uh, he eventually views Homer as the everyman, and um, they help say that he helps them... Uh, 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 <laughs> Homer designs a car and it's rubbish. And ruins Danny DeVito's... Christmas. Yes, so that he doesn't have to ever be mentioned again. Yeah, although he's in another episode. Oh, he comes back. Don't worry. Good. Okay. Good. Um, weird that uh, Danny DeVito was playing a version of Homer with more hair and less weight, when in real life Danny DeVito is bolder and fatter than Homer. Well, yeah, I, then your average man. Well, I suppose if I'm fatter than Homer, and I imagine Danny DeVito is probably fatter than me. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, it, that's the thing about voice acting, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, whenever, whenever I you... Guess, going back to Harvey Fire's scene, he doesn't <laughs> look like that. No. And whenever you see, like, a cat who's really sexy and sultry, um, the, the, the voice actor is not a sexy cat. Yeah, I guess the voice of Darth Maul, Peter Serafinowicz. Bet he can't do a backflip. No, but otherwise he's quite like Darth Maul. I think that was a poor example. We'll ask him. Um, so, did you did you enjoy the episode? I did. It wasn't as good as the last one. No, but but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy it? I did. I, yeah, I really did it so much so I I didn't write notes. I just sat back and watched it. Yeah, I also found it was minimal note taking. Mm. Um, I like the McBain intro. Yes, I wonder whether that's that was a nod to twins. Because because oh, okay. McBain is obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, and Danny DeVito is Danny DeVito. Yeah. I, I I just wonder whether there's a connection there. Twins, if you are not aware of it, is a film starring both of those actors. Uh, they were in Junior as well, weren't they? 
Yeah, I liked Junior. <laughs> I feel really bad about it. But I didn't see it as a child. I watched it a few years ago and I was oh, like, really? this is okay. Okay. I don't think I've seen it as an adult. <laughs> I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger stands out like a sore thumb, but... That's, that's the point of the film, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was effectively playing himself, a <laughs> obstetrician research scientist. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. We should watch that someday. Well, no, if we were... Right, I was thinking, what is your favourite Danny DeVito product? Product? Well, you know, film or TV show. Oh, okay. Or play, if you've ever seen it in the theatre. Um, off the top of my head, um, the only thing that's really coming to mind is Batman Returns. It, see, I was wondering whether you were going to say that or Mat- Matilda, because people are very fond of Matilda. Oh, I... Th- I didn't like the Matilda film. Okay. I liked the book. Sure. But even as a kid, I wasn't yeah. into the film. Danny DeVito wasn't in the book, I remember. <laughs> That's why. Um, so, yeah, no, but he he's a really good penguin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So good that they haven't even bothered to try and do him again. No, although they in Gotham, the TV series... That doesn't count. Well, yeah, it really doesn't. You're right. <laughs> well, but, and, we, and we've mentioned this on the podcast before, Always Sunny in Philadelphia... Some of DeVito's best work. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's very naturalistic. No, he's not. He's a caricature. Like, he's somewhere between the two. Is he playing himself, or...? No, 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 no. He is... He's not like Carl Weathers in um, Arrested Development. No. No, he turns up as the two of the principal characters' dad. He just... uh, Yeah, at the beginning of season two, he just turns up and he's like, I'm your dad. That's that's what you want from, like, a comedy dad. Yeah. He's like... uh, an old veteran. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, but it, it, yes, it, it's it's brilliant. Um, What's your favourite Danny DeVito film? Well, now I'm hard pressed. Uh, it's got to be the Penguin. I think, yeah. like, literally the last few weeks, I haven't been thinking about Danny DeVito, but I have been thinking, I should I should really watch that again. Yeah. I don't count Batman as the the first Batman film of that block. But I think of Batman Returns with the Penguin and Catwoman. Do you not like the original nineteen eighty nine Batman? I think I, I must do. It just I just it's it, it's not as set into my brain. Mm. Yeah. The Shell Five as Catwoman, I think did a, it. did a lot for me. And uh, Danny DeVito yeah. And Danny DeVito did more for me. Yeah. Oh. 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 Especially oh. when he's eating that raw fish. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yes. We should we should watch all of the Batman films. Not no not sorry all of that block of the of the Batman films. Okay, so like the nineties Batman. Films. Yeah, because there are what five. It's four, isn't there? It's uh, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. All right, I thought there might be one more, but definitely by the third one, you're like, well, now is the time to stop. But if you don't stop and keep on going, then I don't know. There's there must be something cathartic in that. <laughs> You know, you you get think, to the apex and then you keep going. I think the general consensus is anything after Batman Returns is like boo. Mm. I haven't seen the one with Jim Carrey in it. Which one's that? Don't know. One of Tommy Lee Jones is in one of them as well. I'm sure there are five. And Arnie's in one of them. Yeah, he's the, Mister Freeze. And um, Uma Thurman. Yeah. Got, there's got to be five. No, no, there's there's four. Cause, okay, Cause, so the bad guys are Joker. He's yeah. got his own film. Then Catwoman and um, Christopher Walken. And Penguin. <laughs> and the Penguin, yes, yes. And so the third one is Mr. Freeze. 
I, and I Poison Ivy. I obviously the, the third and fourth ones. Yeah, I kind no, of I don't the know. same in my mind. Yeah. Yes, yes. In the last two or three films. There's two! Yeah, okay. Well, in those, <laughs> but they can't fit, surely. Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, Two Face, The Riddler, um, in. They can, that's just two, two films. Two per film. Alright. I stand corrected. I might stand corrected. I don't know. Just okay. Okay. What about what about we go through the background actors? <laughs> <laughs> that seems important. I know it's not, but so the first one, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Then it was Michael Keaton again. Okay. Then it was Val Kilmer. Yeah. And then it was George Clooney. And right. they did a film each. All right. Okay. I, I'll I'll accept that. And then there was a gap. And yes. then there was the uh, the Christian Bale. Nice and cool. <laughs> um, yes. All right. And now we're on to uh, Batflick himself. Yeah. Um, um, well, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I'm still a Adam. What's his name? Adam West. Adam West. Fan. Really. Yeah. It's pretty solid though. Isn't it? Um, that era of Batman is quintessential being ill on the sofa stuff for me because yeah. I think because I don't have a TV just once or twice I've been poorly and at my parents house and turned on the TV in the middle of the day and gone oh my god the 60s Batman I'm happy to be ill now <laughs> you know I think any illness fun mm. exactly right I think that was a real digression it was wasn't it yeah um, back on track maybe we should talk about the, the episode uh, one thing I took away from it is that um Hilbert, Hubert, Herb, Herb, Uncle Herb, Uncle Herb, got a lot out of just being an uncle, and that was really touching. It was quite sweet, wasn't it? Yeah. So he had no kids and obviously no family with kids, um, and so just watching cartoons and you know playing with the kids by the pool, he got a lot out of it. On a speedboat with a pony on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he said, "What do you want to do today?" And they were like, a "Pony ride, boat ride, pony ride, boat ride." So they combined both. That's very good. That was good. Uh, did you have a favourite gag? Uh, oh, I did write some down. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so Abe Simpson is describing the circumstance of this bastard child appearing. And he said, there was a carnival in town and I, m- I met this woman. And she did things your mother would never do. Like have sex for money. <laughs> I just thought, oh, that's... Simpson have kind of stayed quite clean for uh, mm. you know, the first series and a half, uh, and then they had a lot of bastard jokes, which were also very funny. Yes, and I think Did, the yeah. bastard jokes were my favourite. Yeah, okay. go on, Jaunter. Well, just start going. Bastard, 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 bastard. Yeah. Um, yes, and he said, um, "Well, it's the right word, isn't it?" And Homer just went, "He's got us there." <laughs> Checking that was the Simpson writers playing with the uh, with the censors. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't get us on this. Have they? Have we seen it yet? They've definitely done it in another one where they had um, "damn" and "hell." Yeah, that we've we've already covered that. Mm. Um, but they had the same scene in the car of him going, you know, "damn, damn, 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 hell, hell, hell." Any word that he can legitimately say. Yeah. Um, I think later on there's an episode where they go to like Blocko Land, and Blocko is the Simpsons equivalent of Lego. Sure. And at one point Bart calls it Lego. <laughs> and they're just like, it's not Lego. And I was like, we all know it's Lego. That's quite nice. I like that. That seems like post Golden Age. I think it's a post Golden Age thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we. It's going to be interesting if we can establish 
what we mean by these terms because we have an implicit understanding of when we say golden age and but if where the golden age is to be honest. no that's the thing it's well, the about, are it? you and i going to reach a time when we go oh this is golden age because some of the episodes that we've had this season are definitely classics yes but i i, I don't know whether that's golden, golden age you know who knows um, that was another line I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, Herb wants to know, wants to make sure that the kids were born in wedlock. Oh, yes. I don't know what the what relevance well, is. Because he wasn't. So oh, he was okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I just thought they were, was just a build up for a, a gag, which I quite liked. Mm. So he's like, uh, all bo- do my best, Danny DeVito. Please. Uh, were they all born in wedlock? And then Herb whispers, yeah, but the boy was a bit of a close one. It was a very good guy. I also really like your uh, Danny DeVito impression is very close to my Harvey Firestein. <laughs> and I don't think we recorded your Patty and Selma in the last episode. We, I, I did one of the Patty and Selma lines. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Don't worry. Good. But I th- we have a go-to. Which is this? Which is this? Yeah. We didn't smoke enough cigarettes as children. No. I mean, I tried my best, but... I just couldn't afford it. No. No, no, that's the thing. Yes, I smoked roll-ups for years because I couldn't afford real cigarettes, and then they're really easy to give up because they're just nothing. It's just paper and leaves. Whenever I try to teach myself how to roll, I just get frustrated and just go buy a pack of straights. Yeah, I don't know if you can call them that anymore. Yeah, I know it jarred. Mm. A pack of straights. Which uh, uh, this is a previous episode, which is a shame. But um, we had Patty and Selma buying cigarettes. And that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. What was your brand? Did you have a brand? It, uh, yes, I was a Marlboro Light smoker. Okay. And I don't think there's a reason. This is obviously when I was smoking cigarettes rather than roll-ups. Otherwise, Golden Virginia or Golden Vagers, we always <laughs> call it, because it's funny. But uh, with the, th- the, I don't want to advertise cigarettes, obviously. But the really no one smokes <laughs> anymore. The cool thing about Marlboro Lights is you could get soft packets where you could do you could flick the bottom of the packet and one would just kind of ping out oh, nice. like you were a cowboy. I yeah, yeah. I, used to, I was a Marlboro Light man myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to do that. But occasionally, with the cigarettes would just fly out of the packet. Yeah. And you look like a dork. <laughs> yes. I also, I don't think I ever got the hang of, and obviously gave up smoking before I mastered it, uh, flicking a butt off a bridge. You know, you'd walk over yeah. a bridge and hold it a certain way in two fingers and then flick it with a third. Oh, I never did that because I was always... I, I, You're a good I boy. don't like littering. Yeah. Never have. Yeah. No, that's fair. And uh, yes, the... Um, as a smoker, I would hold on to my butts until I found a bin. I, yeah. There are less and less bins around these days. We have really got off. But... To Japan. There's no bins in Japan. It's a moment. Just today, I got myself a sandwich for lunch as I was walking from one job to another. And I just was walking down the road holding like this empty sandwich packet because there was nowhere to put it. Oh, well, and I'm, I'm, on, a, a I'm terrible, on a really main road. What terrible road. age we live in. I know, right? Modern life, huh? Mm, right, I want to say one last thing about cigarettes and we'll move back to the episode. Have you ever seen the live video of Tom Waits uh, performing Brain Mate Was Bleeding? No. Um, from the 70s. And he, he comes out and he's, he's sort of smoking, he's got like his jazz band playing. And so casually, in between like a couple of lines, Tom Waits takes out a cigarette packet, flicks the bottom, one of them pops out, takes it, he lights it, straight back in the song. That's very it's cool. Really cool, and you're like, Really makes you want to have a cigarette. That was the thing, is that whatever people who never smoked say, smoking does make you look cool. It does. Like, and maybe it's worth paying five years of your life mm. f- from the bad end of it. 
I mean, saying that, Tom Waits is now sober and doesn't smoke. And he still releases great music, so I, I think he's, yeah. he's a really positive role model. Can I recommend another podcast? Uh, yeah. I've course. really been enjoying uh, the Song by Song podcast, where they review every song by Tom Waits in order. Yes, you've explained mm. to me about the carry on. Yes, I hadn't heard it before we started this, and then someone recommended it. I was like, oh, yeah. Were you a Tom Waits fan before the podcast? No, I didn't know very much about it. Okay. But um, they, um, still very early on, but they talk about the fact that uh, when he met his wife... He cleaned up his act entirely because he just didn't need that anymore. Yeah. He had to, and it was it was a really charming, lovely it's, thing. It's yeah. really interesting if you're mm. if you're in some weights and like his career progression. Mm. Um, at the point where he meets his wife and cleans up, his music goes totally bonkers. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's really interesting. It's really good. He like makes um, like swordfish trombones and rain dogs. And rain dogs is I think probably my favourite. It's a lot of people's favourite. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, listen to Rain Dogs. Yeah. So when are we going to end this digression and go right to this episode? We're really nearly done. Yeah. Um, is and there anything else about the episode you wanted well, to chat? Right? Well, this is the thing: is it was a really good episode. I remembered it from, you know, from the nineties. Yeah. It stuck with me, and yet I've not got nothing to say. All I can say is I sat back and enjoyed it and didn't make notes. Yeah, and, and would really recommend s- it. It's a really solid episode. Mm. I think as, as with the last one, there were no scene stealer moments yeah I can't think of like I had elephants in room but baby elephants like not worth mentioning at all I was yeah, just like oh now, now I notice things that are drawn slightly wrong but not to the extent where I need to mention them okay yeah. that's, well I think that's good yeah. Solid episode. Probably not good for you guys listening. Guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whereas, I, it wasn't last week, but we had a week of a couple of duds, and actually I think we were more entertaining because of it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I enjoyed this channel. That's for you to you to decide, listeners, and give, if you hated it, give us a five-star review and explain <laughs> why. And if you loved it, just drop us a five-star review. All right. TCYMB, Hutchers. Bye. Bye.